Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Bedtime with Dan. Uh, we're getting close to the end of this book now, so hopefully these last few stories will be good ones. But sit back, relax, and let's continue with the story. So this week it is The Wee Folk of Merlin Crag. In Lanarkshire, there is a peat bog with an upraised section of ground known as a crag. It was long believed that Merlin the wizard put a door there which led to the other world. The peat cutters who worked in the bog would always avoid that area for they knew that it would be foolish to disturb the fairies and the wee folk who lived inside the crag. A long time ago, in the country of Lanark, a poor wee peat cutter called Dougal lived with his wife and children in a lowery hot hut on the edge of the moor. Dougal's job was to gather peat from the moss bogs that his masters owned. The moorland was mainly flat, apart from one rocky outcrop. This was known as Merlin Crag, and believed by some to be the to belong to the other people. Out of respect for these wee folk, Dougal always avoided his hill, this hill and confined himself to work in the surrounding peat banks. Firstly, Dougal would dig down a few inches and remove the top mossy layer of earth. Putting that turf to one side, he'd cut deep into the wet brown peat with his slain spade, which is curved, much like a shinty stick. Then he would slice the peat into thick slabs and turn each piece to expose it to the sun and the wind. When the slabs dried out, he'd stack them upright until he was ready to carry them to his master's barn. From morning dawn until evening dusk, Dougal toiled, rarely resting for his labours. One day, when Dougal had taken all the peat from the bog where he was working, he decided to have a short break. It was dinner time, so he ate the food he had brought with him. After he'd finished his meal, he stretched his muscles to ease his aching back and arms. At that moment, the master, who was riding past on his horse, caught sight of Dougal. This master was a loud-mouthed bully who seldom listened to what others had to say. Oh, he thought, there's a man resting instead of labouring. I'd better go deal with that. Hey you, the master shouted to Dougal. I don't pay you to sit around and do nothing. I have been working hard, Dougal replied. I only left off for a moment to have a drink of water and a bite to eat. Keep on working, you lazy man, the master shouted louder. I've cut the peat from the bog, so I've moved it one to another, said Dougal, and picked up his spade. Get along with you, the master shouted even louder. He pointed to the crag that overlooked the bog. Why have you not cut peat from over there? That's the crag of Merlin, said Dougal. Well, Kent as the place of the wee folk. It would be wise not to disturb that ground. Nonsense, the master shouted in his loudest voice. I order you to dig out the peat from the top of that hill. I beg you to reconsider, Dougal protested, but the master would not hear his pleas. You will do what I say, he ordered, else I will not pay you your wages. You will be forced to leave your home and wander the road with no money to feed or clothe your wife and children. The wee folk have lived there since the time of the wizard Merlin and before and beyond that, said Dougal. Well, I live here now, snapped the master. I own this land and you will do as I please. No good will come of this, Dougal muttered to himself while he reluctantly climbed to the hill of Merlin Crag. The sun was beginning to set as Dougal raised his spade and struck his first blow in the heathery top of Merlin Crag. A sudden shriek sounded through the air. Dougal paused and looked at, about him. 
Shadows were seeping over the moorland, and he could see no one. He returned to his task and eased his slain spade under the goat sod of the turf. A sharp scream sounded through the air. Again? Dougal paused and looked about him. He stretched his head in puzzlement. Across the wide moor there was no sign of a human creature. Dougal resumed his task and tugged at the turf to loosen it. A sudden shriek and a sharp scream sounded through the air. Dougal jumped in surprise when a little sprite, no bigger than the size of a slab of peat, appeared on the handle of the slain. It wore a small green coat over bright red leggings and had a tiny pointed hat perched upon its head. Stop, it screeched at Dougal. Whatever it is you are doing, stop it immediately. I am cutting peat as I have been told to, said Dougal. You are pulling the roof off my house, said the little sprite. If I have no roof on my house, then the rain, the hail, and the snow, and the wind, and the wild winter wind will blow me and my furniture and my dishes there, here, there, and everywhere. Dougal knelt down to speak to the little creature. I am very sorry, he said. I do not intend to pull the roof off your house. I do not want the rain, the hail, the snow, and the wild winter wind to blow you and your furniture and your dishes here, there, and everywhere. I am glad to hear that, the little sprite said. Go away and don't come back to annoy me. That I cannot do, said Dougal, who was a gentle soul, began to weep in pity for the little creature. I must keep working in this place, he sobbed. If I do not cut this peat, my master will not pay me. I will be forced to leave my home and wander the road, with no money to feed my wife or clothe them either. I'm sure that if you explain the situation to your master, he will understand. The little sprite told Dougal, no man of common decency would destroy another living person's home. Dougal doubted that his master possessed the common decency that this little sprite accorded him. The master has never shown himself to be a good and generous man, but Dougal agreed that he would go and explain to his master that taking the peat from Merlin Craig would destroy the home of the little sprite. When Dougal arrived at the master's house, it was a blaze of light of many lanterns. The master's the master was entertaining and had laid out a lavish feast with as much food and drink on the dining table as Dougal and his family would eat for a year and a day. I have never heard of such a silly story. The master scoffed at Dougal, who told his tale. You are an idle, good-for-nothing fellow who is trying to avoid doing a full day's work. Nay, said Dougal, but I... No, but I agin turn anyone out of their home, and also I am afraid what would happen if I disturbed the wee folk. Well, I am not afraid of anything, the master boasted. I will go directly to where you are working, and if I meet any of these wee folk, you may have Merlin Craig to keep for yourself. His guests laughed uproariously, and so, to entertain them more, the master added, Indeed, if a little sprite appears and speaks to me, then I declare that my peat cutter Dougal may have all the land I own and my house too for the matter. Witnesses by all present, the master wrote out a deed of land rights for Dougal and he signed it and struck the paper in front of the window of his house. Then the whole party holding lanterns aloft trooped along the road to Merlin Craig. The master's friends watched while he went onto the Craig and his two hands sized a clod of earth and hauled onto it. A sudden shriek sounded through the air. The master kept pulling at the turf. A shriek, the sharp shriek sounded through the air. Still, the master pulled at the turf. 
A sudden shriek and a sharp scream sounded through the earth. A little sprite no bigger than the size of a slab of peat appeared. It wore a smart green coat over bright red leggings and had a tiny pointed hat perched upon its head. Stop, it screeched at the master. Whatever it is you're doing, stop it immediately. I will not stop, the master replied, for I am entitled to take peat from my own bog. You are pulling the roof off of my house, said the little sprite. If I have no root for my house, then the rain and the hail and the snow and the winter, the wild winter wind will blow me and my furniture and my dishes here, there and everywhere. The master knelt down to speak to the little creature. I am not at the least bit sorry, he shouted. I do not care if I pull the roof off of your house. I do not care if the rain, the hail, the snow, the winter wind will blow you and your furniture and your dishes here, there and everywhere. Hearing these words, the little sprite stamped its foot upon the earth. There was a peal of thunder and a flash of lightning. A magic door in the rocks crashed open, and out screaming a multitude of wee folk. They leapt onto the master, scrambling up his legs and arms, pinching and nipping at him. Oh no, oh no, the master hopped from one foot to the other. No, no, no. He swatted at them and they reached his shoulders and his face where they scratched at his ears, nose, and tore at his hair. The master fell upon the ground, and the wee folk rolled him over and over and over, through the magic door, and they shut fast behind him. Inside the crag of Merlin, the wee folk fastened the master to a post with a thread around his wrist. Although the thread was made of gossamer, he could not break it, no matter how hard he tried. The wee folk fed the master and bade him drink their heather brew. Afterwards, they prodded him with sticks and made him dance for their amusement. The master drank and danced until he was weary. Upon he lay down to sleep. Where he woke, he begged to be set free. But the little sprite in the smart green coat and bright red leggings with a tiny pointed hat perched upon his head said, The time has not yet come for you to leave us. Again the master drank and danced until he was weary and laid himself down to sleep. Again he awoke, he begged to be set free, but the little sprite in the smart green coat and bright red leggings with a tiny pointed hat perched upon his head said, The time has not yet come for us to let you leave. By dint of counting on his fingers and toes, the master reckoned that twenty days and nights of his dancing and sleeping passed. When he awoke on the twentieth day and begged for the twentieth time to be set free, the little sprite in his smart green coat and bright red leggings with a tiny pointed hat perched upon his head said, The time has come for you to leave us, for the turf that you dislodged has grown back over my house. On saying these words, the little sprite stamped his feet upon the earth. There was a peal of thunder and a flash of lightning as the magic door crashed open. As fast as he was able, the master ran through it and it was shut behind him. The master ran and ran and ran until he got to his home. There were children playing happily in the garden, and an old man sat by the door. The master asked the man, Who are you? The old man replied, I am the master of this house. That cannot be, said the master, for I am the master of this house. Twenty days ago I went to Merlin Craig to prove to my peat cutter Dougal that there was no such thing as we folk. Twenty days ago, came to the reply, that happened 20 years ago. Oh no, said the master. A trick was played on me and I was kept prisoner in a hidden cave. But I counted the days and nights on my fingers and toes and only 20 days had passed. 
20 years have been and gone since you went into Merlin Craig and disturbed the ground of the wee folk, said the old man. I know this for a fact, as I am Dougal, the peat cutter, and these are my children playing happily in your garden. This cannot be, said the master, for I have not become older in any way. This is because you have been living with the wee folk, Dougal told him. While I and my family have lived in this house, you signed a deed giving your land and house to me if you had met the wee folk. So now I own this house and land around it. The master looked and saw that the deed had been signed, was stuck in the front window of the house. It was brown and crinkled with age. And he looked again at the old man and saw that he was indeed the pea cutter called Dougal. What am I to do? He lamented. With neither home nor land, I will be forced to wander the road with no money for food or to clothe myself. I will allow you to dwell in my hut on the edge of the moor, said Dougal, and I will give you a job working on the moss bogs. But there is one condition attached to this. What is your condition? the master asked him. You must promise me, said Dougal, that you will never cut peat from the top of Merlin Crag. And that's the end of that story. I really enjoyed that one. It reminded me... Um, of a horror movie that came out recently uh, with We Folk in Ireland. But I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I think we've got one story left to do and then we'll be changing books. But enjoy the rest of your week, everyone. I'll see you Friday. <laughs>